Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. WWE Women's Championship. If I could have the Raw Championship, please. It gets beautiful cold. you kind of need to get in line thank you adam pierce yes i'm starting a little different guys i don't wait in line i made the line Hi, Asuka. No one respects you more than me. You know that, right? No one. I know what you can do. But I want that championship. So I'm challenging you for the title. All right, guys, I wanted to start off a little different for me. This is a wrestling news um, podcast, eh? but thank you guys for joining me. The most creative and honest podcast in the game. And I wanted to start that off because. I, OK, this is a news podcast. I got a lot of news and I wanted to get to. But some of the news, we just kind of got a lot of things confirmed. I will get to that um, very soon. But I want to touch on what happened on SmackDown tonight. And um, let's kick it off with the women's championship situation. I have a lot that I want to get off of my chest. I am an honest wrestling fan. I speak my piece. I know a lot of people won't agree with everything that I have to say, but I just want everybody to understand who is a Charlotte Flair fan to understand where I'm coming from. Number one, she's back. Shout out to Charlotte Flair. She's back. That's great. Number two, what line? 
Charlotte, sweetheart, what do you mean? What line? You didn't do shit. You came back after three to four months. And you're trying to sit here and tell me, me, that you deserve to be in the front of the line. What are you talking about? See, I'm going to try to be calm, cool, collected because I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty agitated. Y'all see, you guys will see where I'm coming from. But I'm talking to the people that are Charlotte Flair fans. I want y'all to understand specifically where I'm coming from. And I know a lot of people in the community because I see it on Twitter. Follow me at JT Takeover. I'm seeing cats on Twitter use the same verbiage, the same views and opinions that I'm saying. I'm just honest to really say it. Charlotte Flair, Michael Cole said that she is a 15-time world champion. Let me ask you guys a question. Out of those 15 title reigns, has one of them been memorable? The answer is no. You can sit, you can ponder, you could think. But the answer is no. Not one title reign that she's had has been memorable. They stat pat Charlotte Flair. It's like they don't know what to do with her outside of putting her in the world title picture. We've seen it already. That's happened. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. She comes back. I'm happy she's back, by the way. I'm very happy she's back. But she just gets right into the title picture. And I don't want to hear this point on people in the community. Oh, they don't have nobody. Whose fucking fault is that? That's not your fault. That's not my fault. That's WWE's fault for not having anybody in the women's division outside of Bianca Belair. They don't have nobody else. So they got to bring in Charlotte Flair again to put her back in the world title scene. It looks like we're going to get a three-way feud with Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. And that's cool. That's fine. I'm fucking with it. That's funky to me. But in two weeks, we have Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I don't want to hear it. Oh, Asuka might not lose. What the fuck? Are you for real? You dead ass? Anybody that has that opinion, you got to come down to earth. Come down to earth. Have y'all not seen what happened? They did that with Charlotte Flair once before. Once before. They did it already. You don't think they'll do it again? Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't fooling me, man. Y'all ain't fooling me. They need Charlotte Flair to be in the world title scene. It's 
like they cannot come up with anything else for this woman unless she's in a world title. They ain't got nobody. That's lame. That's lame. Am I mad that she's back? No. Am I mad that she's in the world title scene? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to hear this. Oh, they ain't got nobody narrative. That's a lame duck fucking narrative if you ask me. You understand? That's lame. Come up with some more material. Come up with some more material, y'all, for real. Because that shit's lame. Do better. Be creative. Give this woman a rivalry outside of the world title picture. It's like she has to be in the world title picture. She has to. I don't understand. Why is that the case? But I just wanted to give you guys my opinions on the Charlotte Flair and Asuka thing. Um, for those out there that do listen to the podcast, this is going to be up pretty late. I apologize, but um, I'm going to kind of skim through these a little. Give you guys my opinion on some of the news that have been happening during the week. And uh, let's start off with the first with the first news report. Again, if you guys don't like what I have to say about Charlotte Flair, that's fine. You guys are all entitled to your own opinions and in your own assumptions. I respect it. It's just, I hope you guys see where I'm coming from and why I get so animated and why I get so upset about the way Charlotte Flair is booked on WWE TV. But that's my piece. Let's get into all these wrestling news. We're going to start with Fightful, as they are reporting that AEW had significant discussions with Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. the second GOAT, um, about Forbidden Door prior to her injury. Uh, a new report states that there were, quote, significant discussions with Mercedes Monet ahead of Forbidden Door before she suffered an injury. Mercedes Monet was widely buzzed about as New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW Forbidden Door 2 drew near as her star power is undeniable. That's a fact. Many fans predicted that she would finally make her AEW debut at the event. Instead, Monet suffered an injury at New Japan Resurgence on May 22nd, and she is expected to be sidelined for at least uh, the short-term future. So we don't know how long, but she will be out for somewhat of a significant amount of time. Per Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, multiple sources close to Khan confirmed that, quote, they were significant discussions uh, with Mercedes Monet prior to her injury. While the setback takes Monet out of the equation for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, the two sides were at least willing to talk to each other, and fans would have to wait and see how the relationship evolves, especially once Monet is cleared to compete. Listen, Mercedes Monet will be in AEW. I want to make this point very valid. Number one, Mercedes Monet will come in, and she will be in AEW. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I know it. She knows it. You feel me? We will be seeing Mercedes Monet in AEW. But I want to make some little, um, little pitches here. I could see these things happen. One of these things happen. Either Mercedes Monet comes in for a one-off, which has not happened, or Mercedes Monet, which I think this is most likely going to happen, appear per peer a base with AEW, per appearance, excuse me, with AEW, per appearance, right? She appears here at um, Wembley, 
And then she appears at another big show for AW Revolution, so on and so forth. They keep her special. She does sign a contract with AW, but they keep her special. I can see something like that happening. Or she actually signs a contract with AEW. I doubt that, but that's another big possibility that the community is, of course, strumming up in the community as always. But I think she might do a per appearance from going to AEW. So that's my thoughts on Mercedes Monet. Um, I wish she was at Forbidden Door. Um, speaking of Monet, I actually thought she was going to be competing against Jamie Hayter at Forbidden Door, but the rumors suggest that she was actually scheduled to go one-on-one with Soraya at Forbidden Door. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's something I would have loved to see. I know they had a history. I know people in the fucking community, man, these fucking people were attacking Mercedes Monet for quote unquote ending legitimately ending the career of Soraya, they got on Mercedes Monet, fucking hated her, disrespected her, and made her go into depression and everything like that. Made her question her wrestling uh, future. It's crazy people on the internet, man, what they would do. It's insane. Um, listen, these people have actual lives. Stop taking things very personal. Um, so let's talk about Let's talk about Jay White. Um, So Cultaholic is reporting that Jay White, quote, very laid back about his AEW creative. That's good. So he's not bitching. Yet. Yet. So Jay White is set to be featured, a featured talent on the first episode of AEW Collision on September, or not September, Saturday, excuse me, June 17th. I'm all over the place. And Tony Khan has announced a former IWGP World Away champion will team with Juice Robertson and Samoa Joe to take on the returning CM Punk and FTR on the show. According to reports, CM Punk had been pushing to work with Jay White and the Bullet Club Gold, and the two-time AEW World Champion was granted his wish as Jay White seemingly didn't have an issue with wrestling Punk with Fightful Select reporting that the Switchblade has been, quote, very laid back about his early creative in AEW. Good. Good. Let let it take time. Let it build up. Uh, you know, we're going to see Jay White do some big things in AEW. Right now, there's no reason for him to, um, I would say, start complaining about the way he's being booked and the way he's being handled. Um, we know Jay White is ahead of the game. We know Jay White's one of the best in the game. And we know that Jay White is eventually going to challenge for the AEW World Championship uh, when the time arises. There's no reason to panic right now. No reason at all. Uh, moving on to the next report. This is about Seth Rollins' NXT uh, return. So this is actually going to coincide into a report regarding uh, Nick Khan. So this is one report in both. So... Because I don't want to read both reports. It's the same shit. So this is coming from WrestlingNews.co. Over the last year, WWE has used main roster stars in NXT to work with younger stars. Wrestlers like AJ Styles, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Johnny Gargano, R-Truth, among others, have gone to NXT for this reason alone, to help the younger talent. 
Last week, Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin came to NXT. The World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins is the latest star to do this, as former NXT champion Braun Breaker challenged Seth Rollins to an inaugural NXT champion uh, to make a return to the brand this Tuesday on NXT, and he is pretty much challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer pointed out that the WWE president, Nick Khan, mentioned during one of his public talks a few weeks ago that this is part of an ongoing strategy to make NXT a third brand and not as a developmental system. Pause. I'm going to rant here. I'm a rant. Um, so for those people out there that always love me being calm, cool, collected, chill, like I'm having a wine, I'm chilling, you feel me? You ain't getting that right now. I'm about to start ranting, deservedly so, because this is bullshit. Motherfucker, Nick Khan, number one, you fucking dumbass nigga. For real. Number one, you stupid. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking, oh, NXT. Uh, you know, they want to make it a third brand. My nigga, NXT was a third brand when Paul Levesque was in charge. What are you talking about? Did he not watch NXT Black and Gold? NXT Black and Gold, to me, I will never forget Black and Gold. Black and Gold will always be in my heart. You feel me? That shit was so cool. So cool, man. Um, it felt different, the takeovers. I will never forget every single takeover, really. I uh, I love every single takeover. Um, I would love for the network to kind of create a catalog of some of the best NXT takeover matches of all time, some of the best NXT takeover shows of all time. I'd definitely watch that. Uh, but what the fuck is Nick Khan talking about? So everything that you did, you, Vince, Kevin Dunn, Bruce Pritchard, John Laurinaitis, fuck all y'all niggas, number one. Y'all motherfuckers screwed over Paul Levesque's NXT. Nothing was wrong with that version of NXT. I don't care what Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor, all those people have to say, I love each and every one of them. I love them. But NXT needed a change. Nah, NXT didn't really need a change. Significantly like this, where we got NXT 2.0, change like this, nah, nigga, they didn't need a change like that. That was drastic upon drastic. You seen NXT? You know NXT was fucking popping the black and gold. Everybody was on Triple H. Oh, head of creative. He needs to run the creative in WWE. Vince didn't like that. Bruce Pritchard didn't like that. Kevin Dunn didn't like that. John Laurinaitis didn't like that. I know this to be a fact. I don't give a fuck what Shawn Michaels has to say. Y'all remember when Shawn Michaels was defending this shit? I love Shawn Michaels. Second greatest of all time. I don't give a fuck. I'm speaking my opinion. Respectfully. Love Shawn Michaels. Hey, come on, bro. Shawn Michaels defending this shit. Fuck out of here. Listen. They ruined. They ruined. Paul Levesque NXT. And I know that man was at home. With his beautiful wife. Stephanie McMahon. Probably crying to her. Why does my father-in-law hate me? What did I do to him? To make him and his team. His little posse. His little yes men. Come into my shit. Fuck my shit up. And then push me to the fucking side. So he could run it. In his image. 
developmental. NXT was developmental. It was all in the same pocket. It was a third brand slash developmental. What the fuck are you talking about? All right, I'm done. I'm done. The rant's over. Uh, Let's read what the report has to say. Because this is coming from, of course, Dave Meltzer. Take everything that Dave Meltzer says with a grain of salt, please. Um, He said, quote, actually, it is. Yeah, I mean, the deal is that this is a Nick Khan thing. And, you know, to bring in more people and more superstars like they had Dana Brooke, which is no big deal. But still, Corbin, bring more main stars to NXT every week. Boost the ratings and try to boost the price for the renewal for the USA Network because the ratings are higher. No shit. I know this is another reason why we're seeing uh, Seth Rollins potentially coming out. And we've seen Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali. I know that NXT wants a reboost in revenue. They want more money from the USA Network. And they want the USA Network to keep NXT on that network. I know this. Watch the show. You can see it. Especially with the reports of this coming up. You know the TV networks are coming up soon, right? Come on now. You ain't fooling me. Um, so the report continued and said, so that's the strategy that they're going to deal with and do. That's why you're going to be seeing more main roster stars and said that in a couple of weeks ago, uh, that was the plan to put more stars on NXT and make it a third brand. What the fuck are you talking about? NXT, it was a third brand before you fucked it up. What are you talking about? Woosa. Woosa. All right. This shit, nigga, this shit just gets me hot because you think about stuff like this. What the fuck are they talking about? I watched Black and Gold day one. I'm a day one motherfucker. I'm a day one fan with the Black and Gold. They were on the WWE Network putting on banger after banger after banger. And then they went to the USA Network and then they slowly started to decline. Because they have an image to behold. So they got to change their game plan. You ain't getting me on this shit, Nikon. You ain't getting me, bro. Not having him. That's why you're going to be seeing more main roster stars in a couple of weeks. And the plan is to put the main roster stars, not a developmental brand. Okay, Nikon. Which is funny because Paula Vec uh, Triple H wanted to be a third brand and they nixed him and made it a developmental brand. Thank you, Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer, thank you. Fuck. The fuck is Nick Khan talking about? Third brand. Pitch ass nigga, they were third brand. And then you fucked it up. You screwed it up. You screwed it up. Then it's one of this. You did that. Now you want to turn it back and be like, yeah, guys, um, we're going to make this a third brand. Triple H already had a third brand. NXT, black and gold. It is what it is, man. At the end of the report from Dave Meltzer, listen. Hank on tripping. 
That boy tripping. It's crazy. Um, so we're going to move on. We're going to go to a new report here. Zoe Starks talks about money in the bank. Working with Trish Stratus, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, and possible Evolution 2 Premier Live event. Nah, baby. Uh, Evolution 2. Nah, baby. That ain't happening. Sorry. Mm-mm. I'm, listen, I'll give you guys my opinion on the Premier Live event right now. That Premier Live event, the first one, Evolution, wasn't really a success like you think you guys, like you think it was. Nah, wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. I didn't get a lot of attention. Uh, the card could have went way better. This, listen, the Evolution concept is technically supposed to be WWE's version of Forbidden Door with New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. I can't wait to watch Forbidden Door. I'm hype. I'm juiced. But that's what it should have been. Nah, it wasn't that at all. It's crazy. So, in an exclusive from WrestlingNews.co. Hold on one second, guys. I got a yawn, y'all. I'm t- fucking tired. But I'm going to truck along here. Listen, this is going to be up late. But if you guys can still go support it, I would really appreciate it. Steve Fall spoke with WWE Raw star Zoe Starks. She will be competing in the Women's Royal Rumble or the Women's Money in the Bank. See, I'm tired. The Women's Money in the Bank ladder match on Saturday, July 1st at the O2 Arena in London, England. Love my London folk. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. Um, Zoe Starks on her upcoming Money in the Bank ladder match participant. She said, the whole WWE universe actually gets to see me do exactly what I love to do in a ladder match. I had a couple of them and sadly got injured on one of them. The second one, I didn't get my way, but this third one, third time's a charm. I'm getting exactly what I want. I'm happy for. I'm pumped for him. I'm a big, I'm a big Zoe Starks fan. I think she's great. She needs to get better on the microphone and bet more confident on the microphone. But other than that, I think she's really good. And she needs a character. Um, she comments on working with Trish Stratus. It's, quote, amazing. If you told me the younger Zoe Starks is going to be working with Trish Stratus when you get to Raw, I would say you're crazy and there's absolutely no way. So I'm truly blessed right now and I'm enjoying every moment that I get to spend with her and pick her brain. Again, that's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it shows that Paul Levesque really um, adores uh, Zoe Starks. He trusts Zoe Starks to be in this position to work with a goat like a Trish Stratus. Um, so she also commented on Becky Lynch as well. On not Becky Lynch, but facing people on the main roster. And Becky Lynch is one of these people. Obviously, quote, I would love to wrestle Becky Lynch, but outside of her, I want to go toe-to-toe with Rhea Ripley. Shout out Rhea Ripley. We love Rhea Ripley over here on the Wrestling Takeover. Shout out to Mommy. You feel me? Come on now. She says, that's what I want. You know, so money in the bank, she might be my choice. Nah, baby, you ain't winning. I'm sorry. You ain't winning. But um, I think Zoe Stark's going to have a great future on the main roster for sure. Um... This is what she had to say about the premier live event for uh, Evolution 2. She said, quote, 
yeah, why wouldn't we? I feel like all of us girls are really doing a great job performing and showing that we can really hang with the men and do exactly what uh, we are here to do. You know, some of us might even be better than some of the men. That is a fact. Uh, so we could definitely put on an all women's pay-per-view. Nah, baby. Nah, baby. Listen. Nah. I just, uh, I don't think it's the right time. I just, I don't. Maybe it happens in the near future, but right now, mm-mm. you know, it's just a ploy. It's a ploy. Um, first, Zoe, you should go to Paul Levesque. You should tell Paul Levesque to book the women's division a lot more better and to where it's not taken as a joke and it's taken to be serious. And uh, you, you, you kill it. You kill it. But right now, the women's division ain't been taken seriously in a very long time. That's a fact. So, if you want WWE to book Evolution 2, maybe tell Paul Levesque to book the women's division a lot more better and make it more serious. Shout out to Paul Levesque. I should be on the creative team, man. I have some great ideas. Boss man, trust me. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins could have a short reign as world heavyweight champion. Apparently, this is coming from wrestling blog at the wrestling blog. Um, do I take wrestling blog to be a serious source? Somewhat. Yes. Somewhat. Yes. They've been running a lot of stories of recently that have been very credible. So, but like I said, take everything with the grain of salt, but they're on Twitter and I have several tweets here regarding them and we'll end it here. Um, I'm going to end it with a video too. I'm going to end it with an audio clip with the bloodline because I really want to give you guys my thoughts on that. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So Seth Rollins maybe could be losing championships soon. Fuck out of here. Fuck no. But the report says Seth Rollins could possibly have a short title reign. It was mentioned that the plan as of right now is for the Money in the Bank winner to cash in the briefcase successfully at SummerSlam. It's been heavily discussed that they want to do a successful cash-in on a main title with this year's winner. Okay, you ain't doing it with Roman Reigns, so we know that. Triple H. Uh, listen, like I said, take everything with a grain of salt, please. Do you really think, ask you guys this question ask yourself this question do you really think that paul levesque is going to give seth rollins this world heavyweight championship to then say you know what fuck it you're going to lose the title we're going to give the championship to somebody at SummerSlam. they're going to beat you and they're going to be the new champion i swear to god if seth rollins loses that championship i'm going to lose my fucking mind i'm going to lose my fucking mind for real, don't don't play with me. Don't play with me, bro. Don't do it. Seth Rollins losing that championship. Yeah, nah. Sorry. That, that cannot happen. He needs to have a long reign with that title. That championship is the workhorse championship. Seth Rollins wants to establish this championship as the best championship in the business. You cannot do that when you lose at SummerSlam. And the guy just won it. I don't believe this report at all. We'll see what happens. Gunther. 
Love this dude. He's, quote, rumored as a potential winner of the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, the same account at Wrestling Blog, they tweet out, Gunther is been heavily been discussed as potential 2024 Royal Rumble winner. The main plan as of right now is for Gunther to hold the IC title that possibly after October, but Gunther is the favorite to win the Royal Rumble. People backstage are impressed and are amazed with his work. Well, his work is phenomenal. He's one of the best in-ring performers in the game. Top five, easy. If I had a name of five, I'd say Gunther, Seth Rollins. That's tough. That's tough. Seth Rollins, Gunther, Roman Reigns, MJF. And I think the fifth one, I'd probably say Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, MJF, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Gunther. Cody is just outside of the top five. He's number six. But Gunther winning the 2024 Men's World Rumble, I mean, listen, we need that. Let's fucking get it, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Gunther, the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble winner. I like it. Let's get it. I fuck with it. Heavy. Gunther versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Five-star fucking classic. Let's get it. Let's do it, Triple H. I don't want to fucking hear, oh, Cody. Nigga, fuck Cody. Fuck Cody winning the Royal Rumble. No. We don't want that. We don't need that. You need to give it to Gunther. Simple. You can figure out another avenue to get Cody to Roman Reigns. That's where there is an elimination chamber, people. You have another way. Gunther winning the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. I like it. Another report coming from the WWE or regarding the WWE from the wrestling blog, WWE are trying to completely get rid of the color brands of the designs of all the titles. For example, when they introduce the new tag team titles for the men's, most likely they won't have the blue or red strap. They will have different uh, names and different designs, as same as the women's championships. Well, number one, we got the new women's championship for SmackDown, and it's very similar to the Universal championship redesign that Roman Reigns has and there's no question that mommy Rhea Ripley she will be having the new women's championship on Monday Night Raw be presented to her and that championship will be very similar to Seth Rollins I just know this this is a fact so I mean Oscars look similar to Roman Reigns Rhea Ripley's is going to look very similar to Seth Rollins now I want to end this news day with some bloodline shit some bloodline shit. Um, let's get it. So, we have here, this is crazy. The bloodline storyline, in my opinion, will go down as one of the most decorated storylines of all time. Um, I feel like uh, the bloodline storyline is just very iconic. We're always on our toes with it. And it's just something that has been just incredible to watch. Very storyline-driven, storyline at its finest. A pure masterpiece, Michelangelo piece 
um, of art has been the bloodline story. Now, this is interesting because we've seen something here, and I want to play this clip. I want to play this audio revolving uh, the bloodline. So uh, let's get it. Jey Uso just lost. Damn, Jay pushes his brother. That's crazy. Paul Heyman, a little snake-ass motherfucker. I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to tell him. I'm sorry. Listen, man. It's, uh, it's something different. It's something different, man. Um, it, it, the WWE, the storyline has just been really remarkable. And um, when it's over, when this storyline eventually ends, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be fucking hurt. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Uh, I'm going to be upset. And um, it, it just sucks, man. But I'm going to try to, you know, be in the moment with the storyline because the storyline has been a sight to behold. And I, I can't really wait to see what's next with this. So um, thank you, guys. This was a short podcast, but I wanted to get something up for you all tonight. Thank you for the continued love and support. Be sure to subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow me on Instagram uh, at the Wrestling Takeover, and follow me on TikTok, TikTok.com/slash the Wrestling Takeover. Appreciate everybody on TikTok, man. We're killing it right now. We're killing it. Got big plans in the pipeline, y'all. You feel me? Your boy got big plans in the pipeline. So the king is gonna be just bringing a lot of shit to the table. And the wrestling takeover is going to get the recognition that it deserves. I've worked this hard. I will continue to work hard. And I will get the recognition that I deserve as being easily one of the best um, content creators in the community. You feel me? I'm one of the most creative in the community. So let's kind of bring that with the content. Um, I'm going to keep putting out the best stuff that I can. I hope you guys are here along for the ride. And um, to the OGs of the podcast, man, thank you guys for... Still bringing uh, soldiers, you feel me, of the podcast. And to all the new followers and new subscribers, thank you very much for trusting in me and giving you guys the best, the best things and the best views and opinions with professional wrestling. I love what I do. I love pro wrestling just as everybody else. And I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to keep it 100 always. Um, no matter if you guys agree or disagree with my opinions, I'm just always going to keep it 100 with you guys. And um, at the end of the day, we love pro wrestling. It's just all different views and opinions. Let's not take everything to heart. Let's not take everything personal. 
Um, let's respect each other and uh, let's ride this out for me. So thank you guys so much. I'll see y'all next time for a brand new episode of the wrestling takeover.